talk to you tonight about our theme coming up in the whole month of February. I want to talk to you tonight about true love. And I don't want you to be scared, okay? This, I want, this is more than the obligatory talk on love because the time approaches, all right? I got to be honest with you, over the past several weeks, uh, Donovan and I, as we've been like praying and fasting and kind of like looking for some direction uh, for 2018, one thing that we know the Lord has spoken to us very clearly is that uh, the love that all of us have for God, uh, we're going we're gonna to find a way to connect that love for God with each other and the lost souls that the Lord gives us a chance to come in contact with this year. And it, it's the love of God that is, is going to help this be an amazing year. And um, but with that being said, there are some traditional things I have to touch on. Here's the first pick. You know, I love object lessons. Here's number one. There you go. There you go. I know, that was 100 years ago. So heads up, guys. Uh, Valentine's Day is in two weeks. Ladies, anyone that's forgetful. Um, and, and I was thinking about it. Okay, Tam, I was thinking about this. And you know, it's really incorrect to say that I love you with all of my heart. Uh, because seriously, your heart's right here. And it, it feels, it, it's unable to feel any emotion. Uh, so I was thinking that instead of like heart-shaped cards, you parents that send the little cards to school, you might, might want to try this one instead. Instead of like the little emo emoji, I heart you, it could be I hypothalamus you. It would be correct. Would it, Brennan? Would it be correct? Thank you. Uh, I mean, if you want to be accurate, if you want to teach them the truth, <laughs> um, uh, this, is, this is the part of the brain where emotion comes from. It makes us feel feelings. It's the part of my brain that spoke to my heart and said, beat a little faster when you ask that thin guy with the thick glasses out on a date for the first time even though he's engaged to someone else. That's a true story. That's a completely true story. And, and you see, my heart, I felt something in my heart, but it's only because of my, my hypothalamus. Like, think what that would do to the emoji world if we did it correctly. It's just something that, you know, you guys can pray about this year. So, but seriously, I have been studying... And when I get called on at the last minute to speak, all I can do is speak to you about what I feel like the Lord's been speaking to me lately. And I, uh, I hope you guys journal every morning. I, you know what? When you, in your prayer time in the mornings, one of the most valuable, amazing things you can do is, like, I don't know about you, but when I talk to the Lord, I expect to hear something back. Okay? And so if the Lord puts it in my heart and lets me hear something back, how crazy would I be not to write it down? Can you imagine? 
the Lord speaks something in your heart, write it down, journal, go back over it, and, and watch what the Lord does, helps you to grow and hear from him at a deeper level. And so I've been kind of looking at Ephesians uh, chapter 3, uh, verses 14 through 19, and you guys can stand up if you want, if you got your Bibles uh, open. And here's another thing I love to do. I love to buy a wide margin Bible. If you don't want a journal, bring a notebook to church and make notes uh, in your Bible. And when you get that one filled up, you can get a new one. Be gr something great to pass on and uh, look back on through the years. This is a love letter for sure. This is an excellent example of a love letter. This is Paul in a Roman prison, okay, uh, writing to the Ephesians, the Christians at Ephesus. I just want to tell you guys I love you a lot. But if I got put in jail, like I have been not in any jails, but I have been to a few jails. I want to give that disclaimer. And um, I, I didn't see anything that I thought, man, you know, boy, if they lock me up in here, I tell you, first thing I'm going to do is pull out pen and paper and write Allie a letter. <laughs> I just didn't think about that. But Paul did. Paul did. And so let's look at uh, this. It's really profound when you just really get a picture in your mind of where he was. Uh, for this reason, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. We all have the same last name, really. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power, with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That's the door. Faith is the first thing. And then Christ in your heart. And I pray that following that, you be rooted and established in love. That you may have power, because you see, you, his power works through his love. See, everyone likes, you know, not everyone, but there's many people, they like power, authority, these things appeal to them, but it, it works through love. Together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp, and this is what I want to do, how wide and how long and how high and how deep. The love of Christ is. Now that sounds like algebra. I will not be deterred by that. I want to know all of that right there. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now that right there, that's a prayer. That's a prayer. Let's pray it right now over ourselves. Father, Father, that each of us may grasp somehow how wide and how long and how high and how deep the love of Christ is for me, for each of us individually, God, that we could feel your love in a deeper way, have a deeper understanding of your love. And God, we won't waste it. When we get that revelation, we'll share it like never before. Everybody say in the name of Jesus, you can be seated. I want to specifically focus on that last verse, 19. 
you keep it up there so I can remember what I'm doing? Would you like this one better? It's green. So I, I want to just kind of look at that last verse in order. I, I like to look at a verse. I like to define some of the words in it and, and just kind of apply that to my life. Um, that word know, right, it refers to more than just a casual knowledge, but a, a, a understanding at a deeper level. So though it's kind of joking around with you about the science of love at first, though we can explain the science of emotion and love, there is something that goes way beyond all words, all explanation. There is a love that cannot be fathomed. And um, as you know, in the Greek, there are three different kinds of love. We have one word, love. I love seafood. I love... I don't know, Fridays, and I love my children. Not the same love at all, but we have one word for it, whereas in the Greek language, there were three different levels. This word love is agape. It is the God kind of love. A great definition for that would be it's unconditional, uh, and it's a selfless love. Uh, it's a total commitment and does not change its mind whether the love given is returned or not. God has certainly shown that kind of love to me when I didn't return it, when I didn't deserve it. He's faithful. It's agape. It's the God kind of uh, love. And um, I, I want you to notice that that surpasses knowledge. That word surpasses means to throw beyond the usual mark. And now I, I would like to ask Aaron and y'all, y'all come on up. Let's see. Hopefully this is back in the picture. I think y'all just need one. I got an extra just in case something went wrong. I want you to come stand right there. And I want you to come stand right there on the other side. Trey, and uh, I want you all to move further away from me. There you go. And throw the ball back and forth. This is a test of your physical skills, your hand-eye coordination. Aaron, you seem a little anxious. Go with it. It's a beach ball. I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw the beach ball, I thought, Summer will eventually come. One day, we'll, one day soon, brothers, we'll be standing on that sandy shore of deliverance in Destin. Phyllis, it's true. It's really going to come. Believe it or not, we'll survive flu season, virus season. Y'all getting tired? Keep throwing. So, so this word means... Throw beyond the usual mark. Now, what if I got windy to come right here and stand in the middle? Now, I want y'all to, I want you to throw it to Wendy, and Wendy, you throw it to Trey. I know, I changed the whole thing. I want y'all to, like, start throwing it back and forth. Trey, y'all step back, but still keep throwing. 
So here is Wendy. She's doing great. Here is Wendy. She represents the believer that, that never throws beyond the usual mark. She's right here in the middle. You know, she, she's, not, she's not a bad person. She's not, she's not believing for a little, but she's not believing for a lot. You, you know, um, we put God in this box sometimes. We, we set boundaries for him. We don't throw beyond the usual mark. But really, you're deceiving yourself. I'm deceiving myself. We, really, God can't be put in a box. We, we limit ourselves. Um, it's kind of like when the Israelites in the wilderness circled the same mountain uh, in the desert for years, or, or you or I dealing with the same issues, doubts, fears, addictions, year after year. I'm walking up to the same dilemma. I think I make some progress. I walk around. I'm walking back to the same dilemma. Here's another year. Here, I read back through a journal. I'm journaling about the same struggle. Here I am year after year. It's, it's because as a believer, I, I'm not throwing beyond the usual mark. And, and see, so, so it gets discouraging because when you set this boundary for yourself and you keep walking around the same path and the same mountain, you know what you do? You dig yourself into a rut. You dug yourself into quite a ditch here. And, and it gets hard to see the top. And what used to be easier to throw, now it's harder. Like, you got to throw it a little higher. And Wendy has to throw it a little higher anyway. It's hard. I love picking on Wendy. I love it. And, 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 and here's, here's, here's what God is saying. You see, God wants you out there on the edges. Wendy, you need to get out of the ditch. You can just throw the ball this way. You, you guys keep throwing. Wendy, you did awesome. I'm proud of you. Valerie's proud of you. And, and, and see, here's what God is saying. God wants you back on the edges, full of faith. And you can stand there asking God, okay, God, where do you want me to stand? You're going to throw the ball? All right, we're, and God is asking you, no, 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 where do you have faith enough? How far back do you think you can go and catch it? How far, Abraham, wherever you put your foot, I'll give it to you. You see, we're limiting God. He wants us to ask for big things. You guys can sit down now. And you know what? As a prize, each of you after church can keep a beach ball. Are y'all sore? Feeling good? So um, I heard this story. I don't watch the Food Network. Now, Karen, uh, Logan is not feeling well tonight, or Karen would so enjoy this story. My sister loves to watch the Food Network. I, I can't. That's like taking an alcoholic to the bar. I cannot watch the Food Network. It is torture to me. And so, um, but I heard, the, I know on the Food Network they have these shows where they compete for cooking things. And so there was this show where... Um, they have these rounds of cooking contests, and uh, this one uh, contestant, she won a round. And so for her prize, for the next round, she got to have the assistance of an excellent famous uh, baker, like some famous chef baker, okay? 
And so they get in the heat of the battle, and they're being timed, and they're limited on their ingredients. And the famous chef shows up and says, okay, what do you need me to do? And she says, I need you to get over there and start chopping that fruit. And she said, really, that's what you want me to do? And she said, yeah, I just need you to get over there and start chopping the fruit. And she's over there cooking and working and working, and she loses the next round. And the judges said, you had a famous chef in your presence, and you reduced her to a fruit chopper. I can chop fruit. Wendy has me do it all the time. And, and that's what we do to God. God shows up. In, in our anxiety, in our greatest hour of need, and, and says, ask what you will. What do you need me to do? And we set the limit right there. You want a Band-Aid, or do you want complete healing? Do you want to be made whole like it never happened? Because he can restore fully. It just depends on how much faith you have. And, and so I don't want to insult God by asking for small things. Uh, ask big. You know why he wants you to ask big? Because he loves you. He's on your side. The God kind of love goes beyond the usual mark. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. The word fullness there can be defined as completion. There is a completeness that is never going to come to you as a believer or a person until your faith in God and love for others goes beyond the usual mark. There is a common saying, I think it's like a song or two, love is a verb. Is that a song? You don't know. That's a song, I think. But I know for sure it's a saying. It cost him everything. Hebrews said he hung on the cross and despised the shame. The creator of all the universe, God made flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, let himself be put in a position where he despised the shame. He endured the pain. Bible says, for the joy that was set before him. Point to yourself and say, I'm that joy. I'm the joy. Parents, remember the day your kid was born? One, two, three, four, however. Like, remember, like, the joy before the pain pills wore off? The joy set before him. He, he loves me. He's on my side. It cost him everything, but here's the thing. It's going to cost you everything, too. Uh, the Bible says it this way. Uh, by this, uh, this is, let me see, John 13 and 35. By this, well, by this will everyone know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. Now that makes it a little more difficult, doesn't it? Sometimes. Sometimes it does. He didn't even just stop there. He went on with other verses that like kind of define and give like specific instruction. 
on how we would show love to each other in in relationships, um, like uh, to parents. He told us we had to love our kids. We had to teach them. We had to train them. That's tiring after you worked all day. Um, in Proverbs, he even told us to discipline and spank them just in case you're scared. Let me encourage you. That would be Proverbs 13, 24, 29, 15, 23, 13, and 14, 22, verse 15. If you love them, you'll spank them. It also said don't provoke them and exasperate them in Ephesians. He said don't aggravate them. You know how you aggravate them? If if you just get angry and just kind of like, you know, insult them, slap them, you don't do it the right way. You're, you're aggravating your kids, and, and the Bible said don't do that to them. If you love them, there's ways to treat your kids if you love them. Uh, children, in Exodus it says to honor your parents. In Proverbs it says to listen to their instructions. Uh, in Colossians it says to obey them, but in Genesis it says once you get married, leave them. Okay, don't be going back home because you... Why? Because it puts them in a bad position, too. If you love them, respect them, and don't put them in that kind of position. Well, that wasn't to anyone in particular. I just I hear a teaching moment going on in the middle section. It's okay. They're not going to do that, fellas. <laughs> Nobody on this side either. Um, husbands. Uh, in Ephesians, it says you have to love her. In Colossians, it says... Don't be harsh with her. And this may be the cruelest command of them all. In 1 Peter and Ephesians, it says you are commanded to try and understand her. If you don't understand her, you need to own it. You are commanded to try and understand her. This will be available on the podcast for Milton if he missed tonight. says you are to honor her. Wives, Ephesians says you need to love your husband. It also says you need to respect him, and it also says you need to submit to him. I know you guys love it. It's okay. Love it. What about each other? Look around right now. Listen, don't be sad on holidays. According to the Bible, this is your real family right here. Who hasn't left? Who has left? What did Jesus say? Houses, land, mother, father, children that will not receive a hundredfold in this life and eternal life in the life to come. You guys are my family. You are part of my hundredfold. Did you know that? And guess what? I'm part of yours. I'm part of your hundredfold blessing. And, and we are to love each other. First John and Romans tells us that we are supposed to love each other. I'm talking about the family of God right here. The people that some of you don't want to sign up to greet on Sundays and you don't mix and mingle and talk to anyone. This is your family right here. Love them. I just had to slip that in, fellas. I don't want to do that. Uh, Ephesians, be kind and be tender to each other. Matthew, forgive each other. Why should I have to work to forgive Sabrina? I only got to see her on Wednesdays and Sundays because it's much deeper than that. We are connected spiritually. 
in the family of God, and I will be held accountable for how I treat her and you and you and you and you and you. We are the family of God. Ephesians 4, don't talk bad about each other. Philippians 2, don't be competitive with each other. What about my enemies? Matthew and Luke, pray for them and love them. Romans, help them when they are in need. Proverbs, do not rejoice when they fall. And Proverbs again, don't tell others about how they did you wrong. Don't relive it and then relive it to Tammy and then relive it to Tori and then relive it to Gwenda and then relive it to Nicole. Don't do it. He's talking about your enemies. People that gossip the most have the least. And I don't mean material stuff. I mean the stuff that really matters. If we will let him, God will help us. Because I'm telling you, I need help sometimes to love others like he loves them. Uh, The Bible says that when the Lord returns, he will separate the lambs and the sheep from the goats. I have a picture of a goat. This This is a good one. This is a good one. When I made my notes for Jason tonight, I called that the majestic goat. Look at that goat. I've always wanted a goat. Are you going to get a goat, Brittany? Brittany already has a goat. And I'm going back to where it says, don't be jealous of your brothers and sisters in the Lord, because I have always wanted a goat. Uh, They're so cute. And so just the other day, and don't even ask me why, Wendy and I were talking about goats. And I said to Wendy, I have always wanted a goat. And she said, you know, she would like to have a goat too. But DJ says she can't have a goat. And she said the reason DJ doesn't like goats is because of this next picture a more realistic, is this more realistic picture of a goat? Does your goat ever look like that first picture? The majestic goat? Text it to me next time. And next time I speak, I will have a picture of Brittany's majestic goat. And so DJ said that, that goats don't just eat grass, the tops off the grass. They pull up the roots and leave the ground bare. You don't want to be that one uh, that busts up on in, into the family here. And, uh, you know, it's so easy to see what, what everyone's doing wrong. and so easy to set everyone straight. The love of God not really flowing in your heart like it should, pulling up roots and leaving barrenness in your path. You don't want to be that one. It is the kindness of the Lord that leads people to repentance. Living out this kind of love, it is a process. I'm telling you right now, I, he- I, I wrote these words. I read these words. I studied these words. You hear these words. And just because I said them and just because you heard them does not mean we're all going to walk out tonight and we're going to walk in love 
past, well past February 14th. Because it's a process. It's an I die daily kind of thing. Uh, it's something you grow into with the help of the Holy Spirit. But listen, real spiritual growth affects every area of your life. As you grow on the inside, uh, that's when you see God's increase and his healing and his provision on the outside and in every area of your life. You know, I got some areas in my life, it looks like only the majestic goat has been standing there. But I have some where because of my own poor choices and wrong attitudes, it kind of looks like that grass-eating goat has been hanging out for a while. And, and I'm just telling you, the love of God is able. He is able to change me this year. He's able to change you this year. In what area do you need him the most? That's where he's waiting, saying, I'm willing to throw past the usual mark. Won't you step back in faith and, 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 and let's just stretch it out. Let's just stretch a little, let's stretch a little more this year in love. Let's, let's stretch a little more. And watch what he does. Watch what he does. Let's stand up. I don't want you guys telling Donovan how awesome I did because I preached 20 minutes shorter than he usually does. <laughs> Were you just praising the Lord back there? <laughs> this is going to be an amazing year. Right here in the room where you're standing, right here in this area, look around right now. People are going to be saved. Do you hear what I'm saying? Filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. They're going to enter into a covenant with God right here in this room and be saved. People are going to be miraculously healed. It's already happened right here in this room. And, and you know why it's going to happen? Because there's the love of God that's going to flow down on us and flow out of us. And it's going to reach people right here in this room. We don't deserve that kind of love. I don't deserve that. I'm not worthy of that. But he, 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 made, he justified us. That means just he made us justified. Just if I'd never sinned. That's what he does for us because he loves us. Let's raise our hands and receive it right now. Father, I receive your love tonight. Right now, God, I look to you as my source. I look away from all that would distract to you, Lord, the author, the finisher of my faith. I thank you for what you're going to do in my heart, in the hearts of my children, my family, in the hearts of my family in this room. You have miracles waiting on us this year just because you love us. You have salvation for our friends and family this year just because you love us. Just because you love us. And we want to grow in our love for you, God. Help us, Lord. Help each of us to grow, God. Fill us with your fullness, God. Fill us with your fullness, the fullness of your spirit. We thank you for it. We thank you for it.